Hey, Emmy, can you say this is dinner for dessert? This is dinner for dessert. Close enough. Hey, Eric. Hey, Pop. Pick a number from one to nine. Seven. Seven it is. Lucky number seven. <laughs> w- was that the whole thing? No. There's a qu- <laughs> I have a list of thought-provoking questions for you. Oh, this should be terrific. Yeah, and it's usually a dud, but we're going to try. You ready? Number seven. Do you ask enough questions, or do you settle for what you already know? I don't know. What do you think? I think you uh, are a seeker of the truth. That was me asking a question. Oh, oh, snap. (laughs) That was so meta. Um, I think you're a truth seeker. I think you go, uh, you know, out of your way to learn about stuff. I definitely question a lot. The internet makes it easy to be... um, a question asker you know you could be like yeah i wonder who did star in that 1987 film i oh i google things or duck duck go or whatever i metacrawler things all day like any question i have in my head that i don't know the answer like 100 percent to i need to know it you know what that is a great segue to, for uh, for us to plug our sponsor so this show is actually uh sponsored by metacrawler.com uh so go there for all your web search needs thank you okay continue <laughs> I have to do it. It's in our contract. I, I get it. I get. It. I had to find a way to segue it. Um, yeah. So that's like the to me. That's like the best part of having a smartphone these days is just answers to literally any question you have at your fingertips. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Okay, Jones, you ready for your thought provoking question? Yeah, go ahead. Pick a number from one to nine point three. You won't pick seven again. Don't do it. <laughs> Oh, it's the same list? It's the same list. G7, street fighting man. <laughs> Let's do number five. Number five. Do you like to mambo? David Lubega would like to know. I, yeah, I have no problem with mamboing. I don't really know how to do it, but I'll, I'll give it a go. What's your favorite mambo number? Oh, without a doubt, it's five. Okay. I feel like six was, was a good mambo that no one ever heard. It was like an underground track. Well, five just killed it, so yeah. anything. Else. So the other night, we actually, we actually used this question question that you just gave me. We were talking about Lou Bega, mambo number five. And by Googling this guy, I found that his actual real name was David Lou Bega. Yeah, which is why we now changed our group chat to the David Lou Begas, <laughs> which is the best group chat name of all time. <laughs> I mean, clearly Mambo is number one through four were inferior. Yeah. You know, but like the diehard Mambo fans will tell you that Mambo number three is the best. And Mambo no, number five yeah, was, well, was watered down pop. Uh, David's BS. platinum record on his wall proves otherwise. This is very true. All right. So, Jones, you want to hear your real number five question? Because that wasn't it. Yeah, do it. All right. So, if you had to teach something, what would you teach? Oh, man. Uh... Music production, maybe? Yeah, I think that's something I have a pretty good handle on. Would it be um, comedy music production or real music production? You can't. can't, Well, it's the same thing. You know, I I use the same techniques for both. 
I mean, if you came up with like a great funny idea, I'd be like, all right, let's figure out how to work this into a bit. But it's the same thing. It's the same tools. It's the, the exact same things that I use to make a piece of music are the exact same things that I use on the, the production pieces for this show and any other thing I do. Eric, would you take a masterclass hosted by Jonesy teaching music production? Absolutely. We should do a masterclass. So how do you, how do you get on that, by the way, now that I'm thinking about that? I sent you a link. Didn't I? No, 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 no. I know how to get on to watch it myself. How do you you become a master class? I think you have to first become recognized as a master in your, in your field. I don't think they, it's not like anybody can go in. So like, for example, Neil deGrasse Tyson does a science one, but you know, not like, you know, Joe Smith, PhD from Stony Brook University. He's not going to be on there. Oh, but I'm a huge fan of Joe Smith. Me too. (laughs) I love that dude. Jay Smitty, quality guy. Good hey, dude, hey man, dude. I'm the producer of the DFD podcast. Yeah. The, the most wonderful podcast. It's <laughs> recorded. You also the- have IMDB cred. I actually do, yeah. We could make a uh, masterclass type show of our own. We could call it Mr. Class. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> Advanced class. <laughs> For next week, can you do a production piece with like a, uh, a, a mock masterclass? Yeah, it's just gonna, the three of us teaching people how to podcast. I'm going to actually make a note of that right now. That's, that's a great idea. That's a goodie. Oh, that's such a good idea. I'm Eric, and this is my masterclass. Ding dong. I don't know what the music is, but <laughs> oh, apparently it's, it's, it's a doorbell. It's a doorbell. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, doorbell. Ding dong. It's going to drive every dog in the room crazy. All right. So here's the thing I've been thinking about lately, guys. I really need a tattoo. You do. My wife just got her like 17th tattoo and I still have zero. And every time she gets a tattoo, I get more and more jealous. And um, the problem is I don't know what to get. So I've been thinking, what if we got matching DFD tattoos? Yeah. I mean, it's a cool logo. Dude, the amount of nonsense I have on my body. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah? You for real? Yeah. I I have an angry cupcake on my leg. That you really do. That's true. Where where would I get it? As a guy with zero tattoos. Well, where, I mean, where? how big are you talking? Because if it's going to be like just Small. A, a little funny guy, you could put it literally anywhere. Yeah, it would be more for fun. Then this one won't be my real tattoo. This will be like my warm-up tattoo just to get my, you know, to break the ice. Jones, would you get a DFD tattoo or is that? You want to do like the logo or something else? Just a logo, I think. I'd do the cone with the burger and a cherry. Yeah, it's a pretty good one. Where would you get it? Yeah, we don't know. Um... I'm thinking I'm thinking maybe like a a place that you can't really see that well, like somewhere on my leg. I don't know. Eric's look you guys can't <laughs> see it at home, but Eric's examining his body looking for a spot to put it. I mean, Eric, you could just put it on your arm. I'd yeah. probably put it right there. Yeah. Right on my little opening inside right here. In inner bicep for those uh trying to get a visual of what Eric's doing. But like right, right above my elbow crease. I like it. What if we all got them in the middle of our armpits? No. No, I feel like that'd be painful. Yeah, no, I'm I'm all set. I just I think it'd be funny, like because no one would ever see it, and then every once in a while you'd like stretch and be like, "Oh my god, you have a tattoo in your armpit." Um, okay, so we're gonna do that. Yeah, for real. See, that's the hardest thing is like, where do you get it? Like, as someone, I don't have any tattoos either, right? And the only reason I never got one was because I never decided like that's the thing I want and that's where I want it. You know, and like I don't think I could put it on my forearm, like. Unless I made it like gigantic, that would be, that'd be weird though, right? That's nah, the, you, that's you, exactly you could the put like a little thing here. 
on the inside of your wrist. I have to. Inside. I'm like the. I'm like the visual. Uh, Sorry, I forget everybody. Play can't, by play can't guy. See me. <laughs> yeah, but you could. You know, I think that that's what the challenge is when you don't have any tattoos. Is that the first one looks so out of place, and so it's like, oh man. That's like the only I, way to get a tattoo that looks good right out of the gate is to like get a sleeve. You know. That's why I went like tr- my first one was on like my tricep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then from there we kind of just went down the whole arm to the wrist. What was yeah. your first tattoo? A stupid cross and flags that the uh, it has the Italian and Irish flag, and the orange from the Irish flag completely fell out of it. Oh, look at that! Yeah, that's like completely. Yeah, it's your skin it's, tone. It's boot. That I mean, it was a t- there was a time and place for that type of tattoo, my friend. I had I had to break I had to break the ice somehow. And yeah. then the uh, the killer clown from outer space was my second. That's a cool tattoo. See, I don't know that much about him. Like, it, does that mean that that wasn't like a well done tattoo? That's exactly what that means. Yeah, like when the color fades out. Like yeah, that. it's an easy fix though if you wanted to. It is. I just it's just kind of fun here to have the. Uh, you just have a green and white flag. <laughs> a green and white flag on is, my arm. Did it become a different country now? <laughs> I don't know whose flag is green, That's white, the white. A- Azerbaijan <laughs> flag. Yeah, it's Angola. From what I understand. <laughs> That's a good. We got to look that up so I can start telling people I'm that. Yes. Oh my God! I'm half Italian, half Azerbaijani. <laughs> Can I tell you guys a, a really funny, quick story? Yeah. So, and when I was in high school, a friend of ours uh, got a tattoo. Uh, we went down to the Jersey Shore. He was super drunk. You're not supposed to get tattooed when you're drunk. And he said that he wanted the Rolling Stones tongue on his on his bicep. Right. Dude had no tattoos. He got it like really small, like maybe an inch big. Right. And he said that he wanted the American flag on the tongue. Right, so it'd be like the normal Rolling Stones mouth and, and tongue, but instead of the red tongue, it would be like red, white, and blue. The tattoo artist did like the French flag, like it's like the red, white, and blue bars down the tongue. So the second he got it done, right, we we were all like, he was like super proud of it. He was like, "Yo, everybody, check it out!" Right, and he's like pulls a sleeve up, and we're all like, "Why'd you get the Italian or French flag?" Because like, I can't tell which one it is, but it's. It's one of those. Two. It's definitely not Italy. It's the French flag for sure. That's amazing. Yeah, that's embarrassing. Was it somebody we graduated high school with? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh I'm, my god! I I'm gonna I'm gonna leave his name out in case he doesn't want to hear about it. But. All right, we won't dox him. Is that what it's called? I, I I think I know who it was, but we'll talk about it after the. I, after I, the I have show. I have a feeling too, We're, and we'll do a poll on Instagram <laughs> to see if everyone else knows who it is. Uh, <laughs> awesome. uh, yeah, but I'm a hundred percent down for that. Yeah, I just think that like I would put it on the tops of my hands if like we would all do that. Like, I, that's how that's how proud I am of this podcast. Yeah, I, and I also want to get tattoos of like all the things that we've done. So like a deciding tonight tattoo. I have my little nice. my little DT tribute in my uh, in my pirate ship on my inside forearm. I like it. I love it. It's got the DT written on the on the side of the boat. That's like the name of the the boat in the storm. I love it. That's a good idea. I had to throw that in. That was a, there was a time when we were very much um, obsessed with the sailing lifestyle. We considered ourselves the, the pirates of the road. Yeah. We, <laughs> <laughs> uh, better than being uh, what we uh, you know, used to think of ourselves as the butt pirates. But, you know, so it works out. Jones is like, what the hell's happening? <laughs> I, lo- I love when you guys talk about a, to- a point in time when I wasn't around you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Things are weird, bro. Like, it's super fascinating. Is like, it really? Yeah. Or are you joking? No, no, honestly, because it's we spent a lot of time together in high school. Then mm-hmm. we didn't see each other for a period of time, and then linked up again down the road. Yep. So there's like a whole like ten year period where like <laughs> I did different stuff, you guys did different yeah. stuff, 
and hearing some of those stories sometimes. But is what's like, funny is like our different stuffs were pretty were, were kind of similar too in a way. Yeah, they were. Like we were on the road doing playing music. You were on the road playing music. Like just different different groups until we until we absorbed. Yeah, yeah, different stuff, but same stuff. Yeah, which is kind of awesome. It was a weird decade. I can't, you know, I, 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 I we're so old at this point where I feel like this was a different life. When me we too. talk about these stories, I'm like, I don't even remember being like being me there. Like I remember yeah. it like as if I watched it on on, yeah. on TV. You know. So on, you know, how Facebook gives you memories every day. So today mine was uh, from 12 years ago. I was at the Roots family picnic in Philadelphia, which is like weird because again, like you say, different time, like different life. Because I had met a girl in a bar in Rockville Center who said she had an extra ticket. And literally the next morning, she picked me up and I went to this festival with her. Like, I knew her for three hours. That's pretty crazy. It was, like, crazy. And we went to this complete outdoor festival. It was The Roots, um, Public Enemy, Kid Cudi, Asher Roth, Santa Gold, and The Black Keys. Wow. It was, like, a really awesome, like, outdoor concert. There was one main stage and two little tents. Yeah. It was on some pier in Philadelphia, and it was crazy. And I just think back, like, I'm so glad I did, like, random things like that in my life. Yeah. You know, while you were doing that, you want to know what I was doing on this day 12 years ago? <laughs> because I uh, looked up my Facebook. <laughs> uh, uh, this was 2009, which also means we still talked in the third person on Facebook <laughs> updates. So mine says, Chris Pomponio is attempting to go for a run, going to the beach with his lady friend, then rocking out at Sean Mousy Bow's show in the city. So our friend Sean had, had a band, and so apparently I went to see his band play in the city. Nice. And um, uh, I attempted to go for a run, and I went to the beach. <laughs> I probably didn't go for the run, guys, let's be honest. Um, nobody cared. Why did I write that? No. Why do we post stupid things back in the day? Because that's just what you did, man. It was a different... People still do it. Look at Twitter. Now Twitter's all about just posting and no one, mostly no one cares what you say. Like, we didn't know any better. So, like, I give us, I give us a pass for naivety in the beginning of the internet. Mm-hmm. Like, people now, you know better. Cut it out. Nobody cares if you're going to the gym. Nobody cares. On this day in my feed 12 years ago, a friend of mine who I haven't spoken to in many years just posted this photo, which is a Jean-Claude Van Damme standing on a motorcycle. <laughs> That's amazing. You should post that on our Instagram. I, yeah, I will. I will now. Um, for the record, every single time we say we're going to post this on our Instagram, we don't. We don't. So on my, on my post about going to that concert, um, Allison Arnone actually wrote, have fun. Let me know how it is. So, uh, Ali, it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Better late than never. Okay. That is uh, an awesome <laughs> trip down memory lane 12 years ago. <laughs> so apparently this day 12 years ago was, uh, was pretty awesome for Eric, pretty lame for me, and pretty hilarious for Jonesy. I don't know. There must have been a reason why she posted that on my page. I have no idea. <laughs> no clue. The world may never know. All right, man. So are we going to actually hit a feedback loop since we didn't get to last week? This is our first feedback loop in over a year. How's that? I was right. like, I missed it last week, but I get obviously why we couldn't have one. Yeah, so let's do it. Hey, what? Eric. Wait, what do I do? Okay, hold on a second. I got to warm up. <laughs> we are the we are the shod days of transition. Smooth segue <laughs> operators. Um, hey, Eric. Wait, hold on. Now it's time for the feedback loop. Eric, hit it. Feed, feed, feed for feedback loop. 
Wow. We're, we're professionals. <laughs> so good. So damn good. You're a genius, Jonesy. Jonesy, I feel like you have to read the first feedback piece. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, sure. Uh, this one comes from Nappy. He says, just know you don't get to be all back in my life like nothing happened. You walked out and it wasn't the first time. You can't just slither in here with you handsome smile and your wife beater t-shirt. I survived COVID and quarantine without you. I've got other podcasts I can rely on. You just show up with empty conversations about Bill or Will and you think I'm just going to let you in? Insult the Friends reunion and think I'm going to take you back? Oh, no, not me. I should have changed that stupid lock. I should have made you leave your key. If I thought for just one moment, you'd be back to bother me. That's amazing. And you know what? He's right. He is right. Across the board. He's right. I love how he called it your handsome smile and wife beater t-shirt. That's clearly to Eric. (laughs) That's amazing. Well, we missed you, Nappy. We did, bud. We're we're sorry that we're so flaky. Um, I blame mostly Jones. Um, It's a a lot of my fault. And then second, I blame Eric. And then third, I blame everyone else on planet Earth. But clearly, the person who is at no fault is me. Um, that's a lie. That's on all of us. But we're back, so sorry about that. I know it's hard to believe after the abuse, but we really do love you, and we're, try- we're trying to change. Yeah, we really are trying to change. We've been going to therapy. We're in a 15-step program. Is it 15-step program or 12? 12. It's 12, yeah. We're in a 12-step program. I'm clearly not paying attention at that program. Bob hasn't shown up yet. Yeah. <laughs> That 15 steps a doozy. Yeah. Oh. All right. What else? What other feedback? That was good feedback. And I feel really guilty right now. I don't know who people are by their Instagram names. So oh, this I... is this is uh, Jonesy's little brother. Oh, okay. He wrote, post-pandemic pomps pandering is pitifully pleasing. You know, I'll take that as a compliment, although I, the word pitiful is in there. And uh, I, I honestly don't even know what pandering means. Oh, it's pondering. Is it pondering or pandering? I need to make the font bigger. Post-pandemic's pomps pondering is pitifully pleasing. I know what pondering means. I have no I idea what pondering that, means. You did. That was an onomatopoeia or no? Or alliteration. alliteration. Damn, I'm killing it right now. You are on fuego. <laughs> this is pondering. Sick knowing stuff. What's pandering mean? Uh, I think that means that you're playing to the crowd. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what we do. Like but it sounds negative. Like, hey, St. Louis, that arch is beautiful. We love arches. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> stop pandering, bro. I feel like pandering is a good thing then. Ah, who knows? There's nothing to do with a pandemic. Um, I, did, I listened back. Did you guys listen to our episode last week? Absolutely. Let's do it on my lunch break over like two days at uh, work. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. For our first time back. I enjoyed it. You know how I can always tell a show is good of ours? Is when I could I laugh in my car listening back to it. Did you laugh in your car yeah. listening to it? I liked it. I think the first like thirty minutes was like rock solid. It it hit a little dip. I think I started rambling for like a good thirty minutes in the middle of the show. We hit a freak nasty in the middle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was just too excited. I had so much energy to get out. But uh no. That was uh that was good. All right. So this comes from uh Instagram handle the other fat guy. Um so Let's just first talk about the Instagram handle, the other fat guy. Let's just say this, right? There's a lot of fat guys out there. So you're not the other. You're just one of many fat guys. But you're not even fat. Uh, This is from John, John Ferrara. Oh, this is Pajon. He's not fat. Would you put him in the fat category? Not Not even close. close. He's a normal, like just normal dude size. Yeah. Yeah. But um, anyway, 
the other fat guy in quotation fingers, um, <laughs> his uh, feedback is, yeah, I do have feedback. I want to be on the show. So, yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, you got to lose 20 pounds first, but like, <laughs> you, you, know, you could be on the show. Uh, I'm sorry. Did my knee <laughs> get in the way of your ass? <laughs> lose 20 pounds immediately. <laughs> Oh my god! If that was a thing, me and Eric would be right out the door. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my buddy Steve Thomas, who had li- who uh, used to live on Long Island, then moved out to Colorado. Good state, good state, good people. Um, but hated it. So now he's no oh, <laughs> terrible state. So now, terrible people. Now he's in Florida. Nice. And uh, he's like doing his thing, man. He's, I'm I'm really happy for him. But he texted me a few days after the episode went up, and he he wrote. Dude, what a treat to see a new episode of DFD uploaded. Listen to half so far. I would periodically uh, check to humor myself, but when I actually saw a new episode, I Ric Flair wooed as loud as I could. Can so, you do uh, a, Can you do a Ric Flair woo for po- people who don't know what it is? Yeah. What can I make? Uh, can I be loud? Yeah. Do a promo. Woo! Yeah, but do like something before it, like add context. Uh. That's like an impression I don't really do, but... It, it, Fine. Whatever. Yeah, it's not, do, it's not like Dusty, bro. Yeah, do, why don't you do Dusty Rhodes and then just say woo at the end? And don't, and, like, most people won't <laughs> know the difference. That's a weird mashup. No one will know the difference, man. Just say like, hey, hey, Jack, uh, the podcast <laughs> is back. Um, woo. <laughs> Listen here, Ric Flair. <laughs> you think you're so bad, ain't got no class. I'm going to ram this promo up your mother effing ass. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! That's good. Perfect. Perfect. Nobody know, will know the difference. It's fine. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. How, it's do I, how do I take that clip out and just make it? Your ringtone. Yeah, it like, should be your ringtone every time you get a text message from Joe. Holy Jones. hell. I feel like I just broke everyone's speakers by screaming like that. My ears are definitely ringing, but that was worth it. Oh, that was awesome. That was okay. really good. Um, so Lucy says, random fact, McKeebs used to be called Zoli's back in the day, and my dad was a bouncer there. LOL. Okay. So McKeebs was like the college bar that we used to go to back. We, t- we talked about the strip. Yeah. Like the. On last week's show. Which is basically like urban roadhouse, essentially. Yeah. Just awesome. So it used to be called Zoli's. I think Zoli's is a cool name for a bar. That is a cool name. Also, it sounds like something you would put like a, a, like a nice sauce on top of like a steak. You know, hey, you guys got any Zoli sauce? Think about it. Just let it sink in. I feel like I right? would go to Zamboni's Deli and order a Zoli sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Would you get it toasted? Yeah, what is, toasted. This, what is this, Quiznos? I'm, sometimes you toast the Zoli. You remember, you remember Quiznos? I, of course I remember Quiznos. Like the, 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 the potential that that place had for greatness that never, that never came to fruition. It's a shame. They had pretty decent sangies too. If they just hung out long enough for Jared Vogel's uh, uh, moment, that they would have. They yeah. could have been the new Subway. They could have capitalized fresh. hard. Yeah. Why is Subway the only one of those places that's lasted? I don't know. Jersey Mike's is like trying to trying to like come in, but they're not going to bump Subway. I don't understand it. Blimpy's is a thousand times better than Subway. Yeah, and they just and there's keep only going like of, one in Levittown, and they just keep going out of business. Like Blimpy- the, the last like four are all out. A Blimpy's best is the best fake sandwich you're gonna get from one of those places a thousand percent dude subway is not good like cold cuts are gray yeah it's it's like 
you eat it because you can't like because it's there. Like Subway is like what it's like when you eat middle school lunch. Like yeah, it's good, but like I didn't I don't want to eat this pizza. Yeah, like you're like, not getting it because you're like, "Oh, I want a sandwich today. I'm going to go to Subway." No. It's like its own food group. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't consider it a sandwich. If I want a sandwich, I'm going to the deli. Subway is the ultimate like backup plan. It's like the consolation prize. Like, oh, I guess I'll get Subway. Like Fine. every deli on earth closes at like 4 p.m. And it's like... Yeah, that's between, the worst part. Between 4 and 9, that's the only place to get a sandwich. Yeah. We should just make our own sandwich place. Like call it Quiznos. We should call it Quiznos. We should call it Zoli's. <laughs> yeah, Zoli's. Zoli's bro. subs. I don't know. Zoli's heroes. Can we call them heroes instead of subs? So hero way? <laughs> hero path? <laughs> Come get a hero path sandwich. And it's just like Zoli's hoagies. Zoli's hoagies. So now I have two production pieces for next week. <laughs> yeah, you have like, I'm going to be making a Zoli's subs commercial. If you don't make a Zoli's uh, commercial, Something. then yeah. we're letting everyone down. Our cold cuts aren't gray. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have shredders instead of shredded lettuce. Shredders. <laughs> it's brilliant. So Lucy gives us a lot of feedback on the show, and she always asks us questions. So. Over this pandemic, she's actually started her own podcast. Which is amazing. Good for her. So her and her friend Nicole do a show called Metal Gal Radio. And uh, if you're into, you know, talking about like metal bands and hearing some like dope concert experiences, then go check them out. Yeah, definitely check them out. It's a great show and really excited for them and really happy that they're uh, pursuing their passion. Yeah, I know for a fact they're on Spotify. They may be on the other podcast shit too, like Apple, but... I definitely know Spotify, and you can follow him on Instagram, too. Definitely. I'm also going to be making him a theme song. Oh, yeah? And it'd be nice if they use it. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Can and you give us a be, sneak preview? It would be cool if you used it. <laughs> Since it's a metal show, can you make it be like 1940s swing music? <laughs> See, this is where I was having a hard time, right? Like, metal's such a wide net. Snake, like, snake breeder. A snake breeder would be? Okay. All right. I could give him a snake breeder song. Yeah, I think you go for like like right in the middle type of like 2000s metal. Like you don't want to go too far into the past and you don't want to go too extreme. Yeah, I was going to say like do you like want You're not like, going to do Cannibal Corpse, you know? Yeah. Like you so, don't want you don't want Skid Row, you don't want Pantera. You well, see, want- I know for a fact like Lucy loves Phil Anselmo. So Oh yeah, but it would be hard to like make a theme song where I'm do like it. Ah! You could do it. I mean, I could, I could but I, it might be tough. I think you do like a, like a kill switch engage type vibe. That would be perfect. Just yeah. the singing, though. Don't do screaming, so that you could they could hear what you say in the words. Oh man! Unless there's Howard unless Jones don't... singing or or Jesse Leach singing. Does Howard Jones sing "What Is Love"? Anyway, yes, but then he also took over for Jesse and Kill Switch after his voice went shit. Oh, okay, just like anybody the... love anybody. Anyway. Same guy. Same guy, okay. Howard Jones, Howard Stephen Jones the third. <laughs> He's a brilliant guy. Brilliant guy. I might actually be able to get the real Howard Jones. I don't think he's doing anything at all. No. Are, we talk, are we talking about '80s Howard Jones now or uh, Kill Switch Howard Jones? There's a Kill Switch Howard Jones. <laughs> Is Howard Jones really the name of the guy that sings that song? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And also the lead singer yes. of Kill Switch Engage. They like borrowed him from another band for like ten years, though. It wasn't ten years. It was a couple of albums, but then Jesse came back. And Howard went back to his band, but they still do stuff together with Killswitch, which is pretty cool. That's really nice of them. Yeah. That's like when uh, a, a couple gets divorced, but the, the ex-wife and the current wife become friendly for the kids. 
It's very weird, but yeah. It's awkward, that. but like, it's, but it's awkward it's at that. the playground, but you know what? You do it. This would be more like if the dads became friendly and like went out boozing. You know, Jones, if me and you get divorced, like, I still want to be friends, okay? Okay. Okay, I'm just saying. Did you know that Howard Jones is my cousin? <laughs> <laughs> He's related to LeBron Jones. <laughs> LeBron Jones. <laughs> oh God! So I just got to call my cousin Howie up. He'll uh, he'll definitely do some screams for me. I'm really you know I'm really excited for all of your production pieces for next <laughs> week and the, the and whatever theme song you do for their podcast. Man, I have a big workload. You said load. Yeah. <laughs> didn't you do a uh, Didn't you do the theme song for uh, for my son's podcast? I did also. A friend yeah. Dan. Yeah, actually, I, th- I think I got to tweak it a little bit. I. Not a big fan of what I gave him, but he's using, he's been using it. So that's awesome, though. You're uh, you can make a whole career doing theme songs for people. I've I've actually been doing that. That's a really uh, honestly a really good move. Everybody need everybody wants a jingle. Yeah. Oh my god! I have a way for us to make money as dinner for dessert. Well, sell, it's really like the podcast? yeah. We use Jones's talent. We extract all of his hard work, and and me and you, Eric, also get a piece for no reason. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I love this plan. Jones, do you feel like being exploited? Basically government. Yeah, so we're, yeah we're gonna government you. You ready you ready actually. for you, it's it's the it's the Pop and Eric tax. <laughs> yeah. Um that's really honestly, I bet you a lot of people listening right now are like, you know what? I would kinda like to have a jingle about myself. Like it's just like your life jingle. It doesn't even have to oh, man, be your first made, show. If I made like a cameo but with jingles for people. That'd be awesome. Just imagine like a Steve Thomas jingle. Like Steve Thomas, if you're listening right now, imagine Jones did a, a, a song just about you. And like, I moved to Colorado, then I moved back and now I'm living in Florida now. Right? You see uh, what I'm saying? Is that swing music, what I just sang? Oh. It, it could be. It, it could be, yeah. See now I got. You make did it to like the, the bugle boy. That's like the. I feel like that's the cadence you did that to. Yeah, boogie woogie 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 yeah. bugle boy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's the word. It should be. <laughs> it's not, but <laughs> but it should be. Can we name the show Boogie Woogie 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 Bugle Boy? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the Andrew Sisters are the best. Oh, uh, I, the fact that you know who sings that is amazing. Oh, they were famous. Yeah, right. I don't really me. famous. <laughs> not as beautiful. Uh, not as beautiful. Not damn it. Beautiful. <laughs> I started reading something else as I talked. Uh, okay, so one more piece of feedback comes from Derek. Uh, I'm glad to hear Derek's back listening to the show. Absolutely. I thought we may have lost him. He's a very. Um, what's the, he's. Uh, beautiful? He is beautiful in every single way. No, he's. Um, what's the word? He is a, a connoisseur. He's a connoisseur of culture. So I feel like you know, being absent for a year, that he just replaced us with other good stuff. So the fact that he he went back and listened uh, after all this time is pretty awesome. But his feedback was around masterclass, which was awesome to see. He says masterclass is extremely correct. Aaron Franklin's barbecue class is the tits. Uh, that said, I'm not renewing for a second year. <laughs> And he wrote, I took the poker ones and the barbecue ones, and I don't care about anything else. <laughs> so I try, like, I'm not going to read the whole text message chat, but I, I was like, you know, there are other good ones, too. He's like, yeah, I don't care. Poker and barbecue. I'm good. That's I'm like, fine. all right, hey, you got your money's worth, I, I would say. So, all right. So that was the feedback loop. That was a quality feedback loop. Yeah. I felt good. felt good. All right. So the uh, next segment is one of my favorite segments. 
I'm stalling because I have to remember how to do it again. <laughs> this segment is recommendations. Eric, hit it. get over how great that is it really is the best thing ever like every time i hear it it's the best thing i've ever heard it's so smarmy it's great all right you ready to uh recommend some shit i'm some stuff damn it wow yes put some uh put yep (laughs) (laughs) so uh were you gonna say dollop for some reason like i just thought i was gonna say put some money in in the I was going to say cookie jar, but then I was like, nope, put a dollar in the put cookie jar. I was, but I wanted to say in the swear jar, but I kept, my brain kept going to cookie jar because I'm chubby. So <laughs> I just, I, so anyway, um, there's a movie that came out called Nobody with Bob Odenkirk, who yeah. you might know as Saul Goodman from the Breaking Bad universe. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's still fairly new, so I don't really want to spoil things, but. From the trailer, what you'll get is he he's like a normal dad, two kids, wife, um, works like a boring job, and his house gets broken into, and he doesn't do anything. He has the opportunity to like beat the people up, but he doesn't, and then you realize that he's actually like, he was like a super government employee. Um, yeah, well, be- before you even get to that, like, because I've seen it, and it was amazing. And I oh, you, had, you watched the movie. Oh, my God. I watched it and awesome. loved it. Awesome. Like, loved deeply. it. It starts, and you feel like it's going to be one of those movies. The way it fr- they frame it in the beginning, when, when you see that opening scene when the, when the house gets broken into, and, like, his son basically thinks his dad's a, a, a punk yeah. for, like, not doing yeah. anything. His son, like, is like, Dad, hit him! And, like, he doesn't do anything. So you're like, okay, I see where this is going. It's a movie about a guy that like got pushed around his whole life, and now he's going to fight back. Like, yeah. Right? So you, that's, that's where you think it's going, <laughs> and it's the exact opposite. Yeah. Turns out... Turns out he was like a contracted government agent, um, and they just never would like list his name or credentials on any paper. It would always just be like, nobody took care of this problem. And he was literally like the no one who would go in and fix any issue that like high-end government couldn't handle yeah he's basically a cia contract killer yeah like his job was to go in to like crazy situations and kill everybody like assassinate (laughs) you know military leaders and things like that and then left the whole life behind because he he thought he he didn't want to do that anymore and wanted to just live a normal life so he totally bought into the normal life got you know like boring guy same routine every day wife wife who doesn't like non-intimate with his wife like just you know to, like oh it just it's it was like rough to watch almost in the beginning like you yeah. felt so bad for the dude yeah and the and what happens is um the reason why he didn't beat up those robber like the the robbers what do we call them now burglars burglars the burgs <laughs> the perps you know, while he didn't, uh, you know, beat up the perps was because uh, he knew if he did, he'd probably murder them in front of his family. And then his family would figure out that he wasn't 
who they thought he was. <laughs> like his son would see him all of a sudden go, you know, Bruce Lee on everybody and be like, okay. And I know it sounds like it's a it's a thing that may have been done like somewhat. So the director of the movie was John Wick. Uh, the guy who did John Wick, not John Wick. Himself. John Wick. Oh, man. So Keanu Reeves' character, who's fictitious, directed this movie, um, which is... Uh, <laughs> so the director, who's who's Russian... Um, so I just... The reason I put this on here was because this morning I happened to see like a little piece on this, and they they were talking about Bob Odenkirk and how he actually trained for two years to do all of his own stunts in this movie. And when they asked him why he put so much dedication into it for this role, he said his house has been broken into three times, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. And he always hated the fact that he just wasn't prepared to defend his family. So, like, this gave him the opportunity to get the training he needed and also make the movie look better by doing his own stunts. Yeah, and it came out great. It came out great. So the director is, I forget his name. That's my fault for not writing it down. Whoever directed the John Wick movies, he's a Russian gentleman. So he's Alec- like... Alexei Wickoff. Exactly. So um, he chose to make the, like I guess like the bad guys in this movie Russian solely for the fact that he was able to use like inside jokes that like he knows because he's being Russian. from Russia and would like hit harder and like better with the Russian community and it worked. That's so great. that's why they went with the like the typical like Russian mobster. Um, it works. Though. It works. It works. The way they did this movie, it could have been. It's one of those things where it, execution is everything. Like the story is like a cool story, but could, you could also see it being like a super cheesy action movie. Joe, somebody yeah. is what like I. Th- do you remember that with Tim Allen? With Tim Allen, yeah. Like that's where he's like gets bullied and then he yes. like, yeah. This is um, executed so well. The acting's great and. Yep. You may think to yourself, like, I can't picture Bob Odenkirk as like an action hero. You will not even question it for a second. Not even a second. Like the second, can I, I, I don't think this is a spoiler, maybe, but there's one scene where he goes ham on the bus on a bunch of dudes who are like a bunch of drunken dudes who are like being a-holes on the bus. And it is the longest most intense action sequence. Yeah, it's tense. Like, it made me feel weird watching it because it's not just, like, one-sided domination. Like, the fact that he's years removed from this life and now, like, doing it against multiple people, it actually... He was, like, getting beat up, like, for part of it. You know, like... Yeah, he, it's him, It's basically Bob Odenkirk versus, like, six dudes. And what made it such a great action sequence was... um well, first it starts with like you could tell he's because he's all like pissed off that he didn't do anything in the beginning with the with the burglars, and I feel like he was just itching for a reason to beat the crap out of somebody, <laughs> and like finally had his chance, and um, it was intense because it it was yeah it went back and forth, and there was moments where you thought it was over, and then like yeah. it starts up again. You're like, oh my god, they're still fighting. Oh my yeah, god, it was like a three part sequence. Yeah. Uh, it, that was such a good record. and this goes back to him doing his own stunts you didn't have like stupid cuts so it was a lot of like full on like you saw every part of it without like camera cutting yeah and it, I liked how um, one of my favorite things in fight sequences in action movies is when they are when they use the things around them creatively <laughs> violently like 
You know what I'm saying? And he does it really well in this movie, the whole movie, where it's like, it's never just like, he doesn't just like pull out a gun and shoot everybody. Mm -hmm. It's like the stuff that's around, he'll just, you know, he'll beat you up with like, um, you know, handbag. Like, it doesn't matter. Um, And and it's just amazing. So, great reco. Did you watch it, Jones? Uh, I wanted to go see it in the theater, and I think it's out of the theater by now. Yeah, you should definitely watch it, though. It's very enjoyable. And I know you like the John Wicks as well. Oh, I love them. So, uh, this was just a very enjoyable movie. And, uh, Man, when I first saw the the like you said, when I first saw the trailer for it, I was like, "Wow, you know, Bob Odenkirk in this role. It's kind of that's kind of weird." And now I'm like, "Well, that's Bob Odenkirk to me." Yeah, I, he's that no, guy's just an action star. <laughs> yeah, he's like the new Bruce Willis. Like, you know, it's funny. I was um, watching that Netflix show, The Movies That Made Us. Um, this isn't a reco. This is just a. Oh, I guess it's a reco. You should watch those. They're good on Netflix. But mm-hmm. they did the one on Die Hard and how it was this. Um, it was a script that was out there forever. And the when they first wanted to make it a movie, just to show how old that script was before it actually got turned into a movie, the, they originally wanted Frank Sinatra to play that p- character. Just to, like, so it was been around since like the 60s. Um, when they decided to cast Bruce Willis, everyone's like, are you crazy? Like that dork? Like how could, he's not a, he's not an action star. He's the guy from, you know, Blind Date or whatever that stupid movie was. Yeah. Or Moon, moon Landing? Whatever that show was, Moon Moonshiners. Moon oh my god, Moonshiners. What's the name of it? Half Moon, <laughs> Moon Over Miami. What was it called? Moons Over Miami. Uh, yeah, what was it called? That movie show. The show. Rudy Tootie. Moonstruck. Light lightning struck. Mine 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 sweeper. I don't know what the hell it's called. <laughs> Could someone help me? Nope. I'm drowning here. Jodes, what the name is? What's the name of the show? <laughs> He's really going off the deep. <laughs> it was Moonlighting. Moon- Moonlighting, thank you. Starring Sybil Shepherd. Yes. Anyway, so when they picked Bruce Willis for that role in Die Hard, everyone like thought they were insane. Like no one's going to take him serious as an action star. And turns out that Die Hard was probably the best action movie of all time. At least the most classic, yeah. legendary. And you also said Moonlighting. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to ever forget that. You know that could have been a name. Can we make a, a movie called Moon Landing? It has nothing to do with space. That's fine. It's going to be about a, a professional basketball player in the 1970s. And it's going to be about Artemis Moon Landing. I like it. I like it. Or it could be a documentary on Warren Moon and it just shows him like nice. landing at different airports. And being awesome in Tecmo Super Bowl. Yeah. I also want to do a quick, uh, a quick uh, recommendation for Crocs. Um, <laughs> you're I, wearing Crocs I got right on now. I got on that croc level like two months ago and I'll never get off it really yeah like best things my feet my feet have ever been in that good huh oh yeah but they're rubber don't they just make your feet smell nope like sticky sure sweatiness don't. like when you fall asleep on a couch that has that plastic cover on it like nope. old people's houses also this thing in the back you could have that up and just wear them as like slides but if you put that down it's called sport mode so are you in sport mode right I'm now? I'm in sport mode in case I got to run. They won't fall off my feet. That's pretty badass. I love them. You know, hey, I got two pair. You you do you, Eric. I got a whites and a grays, and they're dope. So I may have to buy you guys each a pair. What size feet do you? Um, uh, 37. Seriously? I don't know, 10, 9, 9. Do you really not know what size foot you are? I haven't bought shoes in uh, over three years. All right, Jones, what size foot are you? I'm 1-3. You're a 13? Yeah. We're the same size? Yeah. Right, Jones cool. has huge hands and feet. Do you prefer things a little more snug or a little bit roomy? Roomy. Okay, so a 14 for you. Um, I'm not going to wear Crocs, but... You are. Okay. 
That I'm was, gonna get you the ones with the hot I'm dogs. I'm very easily influenced. I'm ones, like, I'm not wearing Crocs. Yes, you are. Fine. They have yes, ones with like hot dogs and hamburgers on them. That's the one I'm gonna get you. Sick. I'm gonna oh, get, can I always wear them while I'm barbecuing? Yeah, I'm gonna get Jones the one with the flames on them. Yes. Wait, he gets flames, I get hot dogs? Yeah. Well, that's appropriate. Nico got ones that have lightning on them. They're dope. So your nephew, Nico, speaking of Nico, I heard you're going to give him a mullet today. Is well, that I'm true? not. The barber is. Like a real mullet? Yeah. He, the, the kid's got the craziest hair on his head right now. And like he doesn't know what to do with it. My sister doesn't know what to do with it. So I kind of like have been feeding it to him like, dude, get a mullet. Get a mullet. You should do a mullet. You should do a mullet. Now he's finally like, all right, mom, I want to I get a mullet. And she's like, absolutely not. And I'm like, well, here's some pictures of mullets. And she's like, oh, well, that blonde one's not bad. I'm like, there you go, bud. There's your mullet. You know, um, <laughs> it's going to look good on him, I it's think. It's going to look awesome because he, right now he's like got the full hair to just do it. Yeah. And, and the mullet now is, it's actually in style again. Yeah, For, it's and like the and like the pop And like the, you know, I don't know what world. I was going to call it the rock world, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> but like um, that band uh, Walk the Moon, you know them? Sure do. The lead singer has a full-on mullet. What do they do? They do uh, Shut Up and Dance? Or is that Shut Up and band? Dance, yeah. uh, One Foot in Front of the Other. And Anna's Son, which Anna's is like my Son. favorite song from them. They They're good. Moonlander. Moon, They're a good band. <laughs> they walk, do. walk the Moonlander. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm going to get the kid a mullet, and he's, he's pumped up for it. That's pretty great. All right, Jones, you got a... Did we do your rec? We did not. All right, do it, bro. Uh, so I do this thing with Regal Cinemas where I pay a certain amount of money every month, and I can go whenever I would like to go. They reopened the theater near my house in the, in the first week of May, and I've been there like 13 times since they opened the theater. You, I feel like every night in the in the group ch- in the David Lubega's group chat, you're uh, you're always telling us about a different movie. Yeah, seen and I've seen a bunch, and it's the best. Like I miss the movie so so much. I haven't been to the movies in like two years. Oh, it's great! It's so much fun. Even like horrible movies are improved by just seeing them on a big screen yeah, with loud sure. noises. Uh, we went to go see The Quiet Place Part 2 the other night. Awesome movie. Every bit as good as the first one. It's a lot of the same as the first one. So if you like the first one, you're going to like the second one. If you didn't like the first one, you're not going to like the second one. Can it, I? Yeah, it, don't, it just goes about... Um, it, it's like a continuation of the story from the first one. In the first movie, they have kind of figure out how to defeat these aliens or whatever they are. And in the second movie, they're trying to move it to be like from an individual tactic of killing these aliens to now they can take them out over like a long range. Oh, okay. And that's the story of that. Who's the main male character in, in the second one? Because I know Jim Halpert died in the first one, right? Uh, John Krasinski is in the movie for a short bit in the second movie. And then, um, uh, what's the guy's name? Cillian Murphy? I don't know. He was uh, the, Scarecrow. Yeah, he was Scarecrow. Oh, yeah. Batman. Batman. That yeah, guy. he's uh they kind of introduce him in a, like a like a flashback almost and then he shows up again later in the movie. Is everyone else the same from the first? Um yeah, they they find some more survivors. Okay. But uh, otherwise it's the same people. You know what I love the most about Quiet Place 2? Um the group text that it that it inspired <laughs> when you told us you were going to see it. Can I read some some um, snippets from our group we chat? Went, we went on a tangent. So Jones uh, just told us, hey, you know, saw A Quiet Place 2 last night. It was definitely worth it. You know, he's just giving us, you know, it had some good startles. That's actually what you wrote, which yeah. is adorable. Nice. That's like something my mom would text me. <laughs> um, <laughs> it had some startles. Um, 
And then, uh, so I wrote, well, I'm excited for Quiet Place 3, library. And Quiet Place 4, church. And then, and then Blank said, uh, well, I'm excited for A Quiet Place 5, back in the hood. And then we did Quiet Place 6, earmuffs. Quiet Place 7, joke graveyard, which is <laughs> where we call it out when a joke should be killed. And you would think that's where it would have ended, but it really exploded, I think, from that point yeah, on. So at that moment, we go, you know, when we say Quiet Place 7, joke graveyard, it's because of the, the ha-has go away, right? At that point, it was like there was no more ha-has in the, in, in the text, right? Um, and, uh, <laughs> and then it didn't. And so Blank came back and said, Quiet Place 8, a quiet outer space. And we were all like, I don't know what that means. And then, um, <laughs> and then um, oh, Eric thought you said, when you said, I saw Quiet Place 2, he, he read it as the movie <laughs> Saw and the movie Quiet Place 2. And he asked you, did you they did a crossover. <laughs> and then um, Joan said, yeah, it stars Chris Rock and shh. And I don't know what that means. And then Eric quiet, wrote, "Quiet place." Uh, oh, oh, oh. And then Eric wrote, "Jigsaw leaves tapes, but there's nothing on them." <laughs> Everyone just gets confused. Um, okay. Uh, then Blank wrote, uh, "A Quiet Place Nine: Alien versus Helen Keller." <laughs> um, uh, and I wrote, uh, "Quiet Place Ten: The K and Knife." <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, um, and then Jones just wrote Quiet 10. They started contracting the name like Fast and the Furious. And then, then I w- we went on that. Tangent. Yeah. Then I wrote uh, Too Quiet, Too Place. <laughs> uh, quiet Place 11, Melatonin Drift. <laughs> uh, quiet 12, Place 13. How long did we do this for? Dude, it went on for like an hour. <laughs> And then, and then Blank just wrote, well, I'll just wait for it to come out on Braille. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, God. And then Eric wrote, imagine reading a Braille script for a movie that doesn't have dialogue. <laughs> and I just wrote, it's just 300 pages of smooth surface. <laughs> oh, God. All right, I'm going to stop now at this point. Although they, we kept going. Quiet Place 22, sign language. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> I t- it, dude, it literally went on for the night. <laughs> that was a good like eleven hours of our day yeah. um, talking about a Quiet Place sequels. So our buddy um, Blank Man, like the best thing that ever happened to that dude was like movie series that are, they start off and they're really serious, and then by like the sixth one, it's like so and so takes Manhattan, so and so's in space. <laughs> like that's the best thing that ever happened to Blank Man. It's really true. Yeah, it's it all started with Police Academy six. I yeah, think. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, good all right. Stuff. So, Pop, you got some wrecks? <sighs> yeah. Well, it's funny. I wrote this down as a wreck after Blank told us to watch it, and it has since blown up so much that I feel like doing this as a wreck is almost cliche and redundant. That's how popular this thing has blown up. Well, see, here's let me let me just explain something to you real quick. I literally listened to nothing else, so. I haven't heard a single person talk about it except you and Blank. Oh, okay. Well, it's 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 very popular. And that's not I'm not I'm not I'm being dead serious. No, I believe you. I don't listen to other outlets. I don't like other podcasts. I don't like people telling me things. So. <laughs> I don't like people <laughs> telling me anything. Um so okay, so I'm gonna tell you guys. To but I watch. feel like there's some people like me who may not also have those other places telling them, so let them know. Well, if you haven't watched it yet, I highly recommend Bo Burnham inside 
It's a special. It's a comedy special on Netflix. It just came out last week. It's more than a comedy special. It's so amazing. It's I don't know amazing. what it is. Amazing. For those who don't know who Bo Burnham is, he's been around for a while, probably about 10 years on the scene, um, but never really rose to that level of fame where like everybody knows who he is. But he's had a couple of specials here and there that, that really don't go, didn't go far. His thing is he writes like songs, like very um, witty, sarcastic type of music. Um, and that's kind of his comedy bit. And so he was supposed to do a Netflix special. I don't know the backstory, but essentially the pandemic hit and we were all in lockdown. So he did his entire special from his apartment and he like filmed the whole thing, like end to end all by himself, just using like one camera. Um, And what he created in a year in lockdown is nothing short of a masterpiece. It's funny. It's brilliant. It's deep. It's a little sad sometimes. Yes, it is. And it's like, honestly touches on a lot of what all of us went through during the pandemic. And it's very, it's just very relevant. It was perfect. It was honestly perfect. It was an honest masterpiece. And I don't say that often. I know I, I, I speak in hyperbole a lot, but this one is like legitimately a masterpiece. Yeah, I never throw that out. And this, this was, this was. It's hilarious, but also the songs that he writes are catchy as hell. It's also like the way he, you watch him kind of deteriorate a little bit. I think we all went through that too in one way or another. I don't know anyone that went through the entire pandemic end to end without a little bit of a rough patch. Maybe maybe some more drastic than others, but everyone I think hit a point where like, I just want to go outside and do stuff with people, you know? And so it, it, it really hit home. So that's my reco. It's a quality one. My other recommendation is I think everyone should follow Eric's uh, Yacht Rock playlist on Spotify. Oh, thanks, man. Because it really... I put a lot of love into that one. It hits the spot. It's so good. It's so good. Sometimes, you want to know the most like middle-aged white guy thing I do? Sometimes I go for bike rides. First of all, that's alone is like a middle-aged white guy <laughs> thing to do. And I, in my headphones, I play your rot... Your rot. I play your Yacht <laughs> Rock playlist... As I cruise around my neighborhood. Dude, I, I have it on in my car, uh, I'd say 83% of the time when I'm driving. Yeah, it's the best. Like, I'll be, you know, driving by, like, a group of, like, thugged-out teenagers, and, like, all I hear in my ears is, summer breeze makes me feel fine. <laughs> and uh, I feel really tough. Yeah. So that's that. Those are my I love records. it. I love it. So, 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 Bo Burnham inside, Eric's Yacht Rock playlist. So you bring up Yacht Rock. I, I think we have a piece from Jones... Jonesy, did you did you uh, did you do what we think you did? I may have. Should we uh, should we play your your production piece? So no joke, me and me and Pomp have not heard this no yet. Oh, you're in for something then. I can't wait. I have no idea what to expect. I just know it involves yacht rock. I'm really excited and nervous. Well, let's 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 do it. So we also asked people to give in their best yacht rock songs. So I feel like we'll play this piece and then maybe go over that list. That sounds you cool like with that. Per- that sounds like perfection. All right. Well, tell me what tell me what to do then. Um, why don't you uh, hit it? Have you ever been stuck on your forty two foot bayliner with nothing to listen to? Me too. But those days are about to be long gone. Hi, this is a bad man for Time Life Records. 
and I'm here to tell you about the new 10 CD box set entitled Yacht Rock Forever, the yachtiest, rockiest collection of songs ever assembled. Sway along with the tide as you listen to monster hits such as Pacific Coast Highway Forever by All Time Row, White Gold Piano by Cruise Traveler, and this 1980 hit, Champagne Filled Coconuts by Khaki Sabbath. Vote for Ronald Reagan. Drink champagne out of coconuts. Vote for Ronald Reagan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drink champagne out of coconuts. Oh man, that one really brings me back. You know, the late 70s and early 80s were a time of innocence and incredibly frivolous spending. Speaking of which, who could forget this classic? Begging for a pina colada by System of a Downwind. Wrote some bad checks and bought this boat. Now I'm selling to Kathmandu. But I don't care about any of that. Just get me a pina colada. Ten discs chock full of hits like this one. Not My Problem by England Dan and John Ford Cawley. And my boat aground. I'm losing lots of gas. Yeah. Ooh. Now it's somebody else's problem. I'm out of here. Goodbye. See you later. Just keep on coming. Pick up your phone and dial this phone number, 518-555-1212, and tell them you want your 10-disc Yacht Rock box set. The first 20 orders also get Dingy Jams, 10 of the hottest tracks from the 1960s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and 100s. <laughs> the 100s. <laughs> oh, my God. Jones, that that is... <laughs> oh, man. You have outdone yourself again, my friend. That was amazing. That was... Hats off to you, brother. That was awesome. Uh, the song, uh, Vote for Ronald Reagan, Drink Champagne Out of Coconuts, is now my new favorite song. So thank you for that. You love Khaki Sabbath? Khaki Sabbath is my clearly the best yacht rock band of all time. <laughs> it was so much work doing those, but it was so much fun, too. Oh, um, that... That hit a, that hit the spot. That really did hit the spot, 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 spot. So good, so good. We actually we actually helped a little bit with this one, but didn't know we were helping. Jones just said, um, "What's what are some good yacht bo- yacht bo- yacht rock band names?" Um, so we went down one of our ta- on one of our tangents yesterday. Yeah, essentially what we did was we were like, "Hey, what if we just took every metal band and and turned it into a yacht rock name?" Um, so Black Sabbath became Khaki Sabbath. Um, what was the other ones we did? System of a Downwind. <laughs> Blues Traveler became Cruise Traveler. There was there was a lot in the group chat. Instead of every time I die, it was every time I sail. Um, that was good. That was good. All right, I'm so. going back just to look at some of the ones we have. Between the dinghies and me. <laughs> Gin and tonic at the disco. <laughs> Oh, Sailing uh, back, sun, Bayside. That was like, it, it just worked. It just worked. Yeah. Oh, we had some good ones. That was great. Um, okay, so now we have a list of um, uh, what people have voted as the best yacht rock songs on our Instagram. Mm-hmm. 
And there's a couple of good ones in here. So first, I'm going to just I'm going to get this out of the way. Um, we got a couple of what I'll call troll answers. Yeah, there was actually a few of the same one, but it was the same joke. Yeah, and that was um, about seven different people wrote in uh, boats and hose. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Which I guess you could consider yacht rock, but it's uh, that's more like yacht hop. Yeah, it was hip hop. Yeah, yacht, yacht hop. I like it. Um, okay, so not, these are some real ones. Um, so dinner for dessert wrote in. I don't know how that happened. Which one of you wrote this? I answered from all three of my Instagrams. Okay, so you're in here th- thrice. Okay. Thrice. So dinner for dessert, aka Eric said, Bobby Caldwell, what you won't do for love. Is that the one that goes, you try everything? Yep. That's a good one. It's a great one. Um, sh- oh, I already read that one. I was going to say <laughs> Chef Ben said boats and hose. Yeah, of course he did. Uh, Jonesy uh, wrote in, how many of these are just us telling her? Who knows? A good 30%? Who knows? Okay. Jonesy wrote in, Steely Dan, Hey 19. Um, Maria, my cousin. Uh, the correct answer is Hall and Oates, Rich Girl, you're welcome. That's a good one. It's a good one. It's not the correct answer, but it's a good one. <laughs> there is no correct answer. I, I, it's the I beauty kept, of Yacht Rock, man. I kept Jason Katz's the way he spelled it because it was funnier that way. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Jason Katz wrote in, Kenny Loggins, Nobody's Food. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Nobody's Fool, but... We're, the, we're, weirdo, yeah. the Weirdo version. <laughs> yeah. um, Jason also wrote in, Robbie Dupree, Steal Away. I don't know who that is or what that song is, but Me I'm neither. sure it's great. Um, Dr. Charlie wrote in uh, Seals and Croft uh, Summer Breeze Classic That's a great one um, Did he just go from professor to doctor And you guys didn't tell me That he had a, he got a PhD Well I mean his Instagram is, is Doc Chaz And that's where I was pulling the names from So I just wrote him as Oh well good for you Charlie um, I don't know why my voice cracked like that <laughs> Hey you know what happens uh, Socialite Serpents Also Eric <laughs> Wrote in Hall and Earth. Her, Jones, can you finish the list? I can't do this. It's too hard. Jones, you do it. Socialite Serpents writes in and says, Hall and Oates, Sarah Smile. That song's so good. This one comes from our pal Eric, who happens to be in the room with us. He says, Looking Glass, Brandy. Those are my honest two favorites. I feel like Brandy, the pop artist, should write a song called Looking Glass, wow. and they should tour together. Oh, my God. Just throwing it out there. Jen Canzone writes, Impossible to say just one, but I'll go with Michael McDonald, Sweet Freedom. It has a cool music video, too. Um, Jen Canzone, thank you for being in our lives. Yeah. So nice to see you on this list right now. If if there's like one person that I could re-plug into our like social pipeline, like on the regular, it would probably be Jen Canzone. How do we make her our friend again? Is that weird? Like that's who I would choose from our past. Jen Canzone, in all honesty, might be top 10 greatest people in yeah, my, in, in in my like there life was a time story. where she was like she was our third wheel, she would like roll around on our stupid car cruises. You know what I mean? Yeah, I miss Jen Canzone. Yeah, she's good people, good peeps. Thank you, Jen Canzone, for being like in our lives and you, sorry you, in, to, in some small way. Sorry to everyone else that I wouldn't pick. <laughs> <laughs> sorry to everyone else who's not in our top ten. Um, I don't know who you are, Jen Canzone, and I'm never gonna find out. <laughs> you you know what? You you should be Jen Canzone. I feel like you guys would hit it off. Uh, yeah. I'm Jen Canzone. I should be Jen Canzone. If she was the fourth like host of this show, it it wouldn't it would just be like no one nothing would, changed. It wouldn't we wouldn't skip it be and we'd probably be famous because yeah. you know. 
She definitely is more marketable than, than the three of us. One herned. I mean, Jones, you're very marketable. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I think so. My voice is velvet. My face is ridiculous. Your face is beautiful, man. <laughs> you look like Andy Reid. It'd, I mean, be like, it'd be like Haley Williams and Paramore. Like, you don't know what the rest of the guys in that band look like. Yeah, no one cares no about clue. the drummer from Paramore. Like, hey, I, I play drums in a, in a touring rock band. Oh, Ooh. that's awesome. Which one? Paramore. Oh, oh okay. Oh. Forget it. Um, I thought you were cool. <laughs> Clearly not. Um, uh, what else we got? Blank man says Christopher Cross Salem. Classic. I mean, when your name, when your last name is Cross, and you name your kid Chris, like good, good work. Like good know? parenting. Yeah. Like you don't squander those opportunities. You, and 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 they really uh, rose to the occasion. Like you don't, you didn't name him Mike. So now it's, it, people always think his name is Michael Ross instead of Mike Cross. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a terrible name. It's if like your terrible. name is Mike, Mike, Mike Cross, it's <laughs> like everyone's going to always write Mike space Ross every time. Any hooser. Speaking of Mike's. Oh, yeah. This one comes <laughs> from Mike Arnone, and he says, <laughs> simple, it's Toto with Rosanna. That's a good one. That's First about off, Rosanna Arquette. You know yeah, that? and I thought he was going to go Africa and be a basic dude, but he didn't, and he, he really impressed me with that one. That's a good one. Can you name five Toto songs? Yep. I don't believe you. Uh, I know you could do three. Rosanna, mm-hmm. Africa, Hold the Line. Mm-hmm. Yes, go on. Rosanna. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone only knows those three. I can't think of another one either. Can you name a fourth Toto song? I love Toto. I could name every record. We're not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, life in this bike basket stinks. <laughs> My main squeeze, Dorothy, is another good one. Um, I hate witches. <laughs> Tornadoes stink. Um, those Who? monkeys have wings. That's, a, that's one of my favorites. <laughs> Who is the best lead singer for Toto? I'm going with Bobby Kimball. Yeah. David Page can go suck it. Yeah, he wasn't that great. I, I like Bobby Kimball, too. He's like my fave. Kimball? Bo- Bobby uh, Moonlight. Bobby Moonlight. <laughs> <laughs> that was good, man. Yeah, yeah, rock's cool. I'm so surprised that nobody picked the same song, aside from the <laughs> genreless ridiculousness. Like nobody picked, even though Hall and Oates is represented a couple times, is not the same song. Yeah, that was. I'm cool with that though. I feel I feel like Phil Collins can be in the yacht rock genre, and he didn't make it on the list. He could be. Not all of his songs, but some of his songs are definitely yacht rock. Like, um, oh, what's the one? Name me Phil Collins song that's like slower and, and like lovey-dovey. Uh, is it Phil Collins or Genesis? Either one. I don't know the difference. Another um, Day in Paradise? That's one. That one. That that's, is. That's it. That's probably the one to go with. It's either that or Studio. Yeah. Studio, like, is Yacht Rock... Here's the problem with Yacht Rock. What happens when it's that, that era, but it, you don't listen to it on a, on a yacht? You have to pick and choose, and just make. I have Phil Collins' home on my yacht rock list. That's definitely yacht rock because that's to me that's that's the jam. But like the what's the one that goes? That Genesis song, "Don't Lose My Number." I'm never coming back. You know what I'm talking about? I just I feel like you just did every deciding tonight drum beat on every song we ever wrote. Do do get do get do do get do do get. It's a good drum beat. Works every time. 
You know that song, right, Jones? Why are you looking at me like you never heard that song? You know every song. You don't know that Phil Collins song? Because I'm the, the I'm the world's biggest Genesis and Phil Collins fan, and I have no idea what just came out of your mouth. <laughs> it's like Billy, don't lose my number, because you're not anywhere that I could find you. That's Ricky, don't lose that number, and it's Steely Dan. <laughs> That's Steely Dan? Yeah, that's not Phil Collins. Phil Collins? Does he perform on that song at all? No. Dude, no, you're actually, blowing my mind right now. You want to know something funny? The drummer from Toto is actually the drummer on that song. You're lying to everyone right now. No, it's Jeff Porcaro. Wow. I don't know what to do with myself. My entire reality has been shattered. Did you know that? No. Did you know any of what just happened? No. But I also wouldn't jump and say who I thought sang it. It's Phil Collins. Rick, Ricky, don't lose my number. It's Ricky. After, Who's Ricky? Uh, Rick Springfield. They were trying to get Rick Springfield to play on a track, and he didn't want to do it. So they gave him the number and said, Ricky, don't lose his number. It's the only one you want to call. You're blowing my mind right now. Well, I don't even know where to go from here, except uh, maybe I need to join a, a No, monster. it is, you jerk. What? There's a Don't Lose My Number by Phil Collins. You son of a... Yeah, but you I said, knew the, the lyrics you sang were, Ricky, don't lose that number. It's the only one you want. No, I said, because you're not anywhere. I can't find you. See, I knew you were messing with me. <laughs> I hate you, Jones. <laughs> Jones, I'm very impressionable, all right? Other, otherwise known as gullible. So now who's the Billy he was speaking about? I don't know. Billy Ray Cyrus? Bill, Billy... Armstrong? Billy Joe Armstrong? Not in 85. Billy Joel? Hmm, could be William Joel. Maybe Billy was a like a, a girl that he was dating. But it's not it's spelled B-I-L-L-Y, not I-E. That's usually the female version. Hmm. Well, that song is awesome. It's good. <laughs> and it, I, I would say though, it's not yacht rock though. It's like one step to rocking to be a yacht rock yeah song. but if it came on a yacht rock list and you were you were smooth sailing in the in the bay <laughs> i don't know because we're not boaters i don't yeah. know like well, you smooth lingo. you know uh how was your boat trip today it was good it was <laughs> smooth sailing in the bay area so i work the bar i work at on the weekends is a marina like a giant marina and everyone always like talks to me about boat problems and i have zero clue what they're saying to me that's and I'm just like, yeah, that's the worst. And I have, I, I swear to you, not a single clue what any of them is talking about. You just have to say, was it on the port side or the starburst side? But they don't give like they, their problems aren't that. They're like, oh man, I, I was trying to, I was trying to, you know, drop the engine and the and the blah 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 wasn't working and this and that. And I'm like, oh, it's the, it's the worst. Oh man, worst when that happens. And I have no clue what they're saying to me. Just always tell them to check the end line rotary girder, and you'll be fine. They're like, "Oh, did you get did you get yours in the water yet?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." Yeah. uh, A couple weeks ago, I did it. Yeah, she's all floaty. She's all floaty, McFloaty. Like they're just so in the boat life that they assume anyone else on that premises is the boat is all about the boat life. Yeah, I want a boat so. But I have no. I I don't want to be like I'm bored from the South Shore. Like I don't want to you know be that guy. You should just tell me poor. Maybe like they'll be like, "Oh man, maybe we'll uh, we'll great expectations you and just give you our inheritance." Miss <laughs> we'll Avisham, I like you. I like you better than my real children. So here, here's their inheritance. It's just funny. Like they they tell me boat problems. Like I understand. It, can we all chip in and buy a boat? Would you guys get a boat, a DFD boat? We'll paint it, you know, purple and green and blue and black. Only if we could race in the regatta. I think it's called. <laughs> Um, regatta cheese yeah let's do it <laughs> let's do it <laughs> well this has been a lovely episode yeah 
We have so much more in our show notes, but I think we're just going to defer them for next week. I'm with it. Awesome. Well, I love you guys. Jones, that piece was so good. Yeah, man. I appreciate that. Well done, my friend. You're gonna have you're gonna have a, a heck of a time deciding which one you like next week of the of the eight that I have to make. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have a busy week of production pieces, man. I'm excited. I love doing it. It's so time consuming though. It's worth it. It is worth it. Yeah. These last forever, you know? That's the truth. Like when we're long gone, your production pieces will still be in the ether, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's that's pretty awesome. That makes you immortal, Jonesy. Yeah. Like Highlander? Like- yeah. Not, not Highlander, but another immortal. Like, uh, I don't know. Like Moonlander? Like, yeah. Like Ca- Casper the Friendly Ghost, maybe? Or something like that? Yeah, Ghosts. You can't ghost. kill a ghost. <laughs> ghost. All right. Well. Oh, speaking of that, they just cast uh, Christina Ricci in the new Matrix. Oh, nice. Oh. Is she Neo? Hopefully. Is she Morpheus? Sick. She's Neo Geo. She's the computer. <laughs> she plays video games. <laughs> she plays video games. Yeah. Neo Geo is still seven hundred dollars. It's it's amazing. Isn't it crazy how hard it is to end the show? Because it's like it's it's like when you're like first talking to a girl back in the nineties like oh, on the man. phone. You're like, you Do you remember know. those days like falling asleep on the phone? Yeah, like you just didn't want it to end, even though you like ran out of stuff to talk about. I you're like there's it. you're like you're out of stuff, but you just find a way to keep it going. So what's your favorite Disney movie? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, you ever think about like Aladdin's pants <laughs> and like how he never washes them? Like what's happening right now? I fall asleep on the phone all the time. Do you really? At work because I'm a 911 operator. No, that's good. <laughs> that's good. Um, well, I love you guys, and I think uh, I we should we should you know, call it a day. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just you know, keep writing stuff to us. Keep doing you, man. Yeah. Or or don't write to us if that's what makes you happy. Or just call us. Yeah. And Jen Canzone, if you like, if you ever want to come on the show, or, like every week, just let us know. Yeah. If you ever want to just become our best friend. <laughs> Like and be in our lives daily. Just let us know. We're just gonna leave that invite open, and you can grab it whenever you'd like. And yeah, respond. Je- yeah, I'm just saying, Jen Canzone. If you want to, you know, be the main host of the podcast, and just the rest of us will just be like guest hosts. <laughs> that's totally, um, that's a total open offer for you. This is so weird for me. Why? Because you have no idea who she is. <laughs> this whole show feels like it was designed to get her to be the, the host of the show. <laughs> Uh, I hope she makes it to the end of the episode. The years that listens. we just talked about her for twenty minutes I hope straight. She listens to the episodes. <laughs> yeah, she probably doesn't, which just makes us even more ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, I'm right. here and I don't listen. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So yeah, you guys know the deal. Write us, love us. We love you. We appreciate you. And until next time, bye. Peace.